Hello and welcome to another episode of Fountain City Sports Media, a program made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name's Armando, a.k.a. Hot Take Mondo, and I am joined by my good friend, Reese, a.k.a. Referees, and today we're going to talk about beer. Many of you might think that we are uh, done after after the the chief season, uh, aka my brother. My my brother actually texts me. He's like, "I bet you guys aren't even going to do anything anymore now that, now that the Chiefs are Chiefs are done, and and you guys are all sad." And I was like, "Andrew, we've just begun." So for all Is that you, canon. <laughs> what's that? Re- what what do you mean? Is that canon? Like Nick Cannon or like the Bible canon? <laughs> canon is like is that true plot that is the plot you know like like if something happens in like a filler episode of an anime it's not canon it's just a filler episode oh well of course i don't know because i don't watch anime dude we gotta get you watching anime if there was a beer anime would you watch it no yeah no like like there's there's even like basketball anime like that you know you sent me well i don't i guess it's not anime the the like lord of the rings thing that you sent me that was like nba themed or it would not lord of the rings but it was game of thrones like oh, NBA. the game of zones is that anime no it's not anime it's just oh, okay. a web cartoon i was gonna say that was funny like i enjoyed it but i loved it i don't know i've just i just i've never i didn't grow up with it so like as a child like i never watched dragon ball z my cousins did and i guess that's not anime but it's like cartoons anyway i i feel like dragon ball z is like the gateway into anime and i just oh absolutely i like didn't even get i like didn't even get to the gateway you know what i mean like i was literally just all sports and and boys choir like that was you all didn't I even did. pull up the drive and get to the gate man <laughs> like literally my life as a child was just mozart and kobe bryant the two goats. I mean, okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I, I like that. I, like that. <laughs> I can I can talk basketball now that Kyle's not here because Kyle doesn't know anything about basketball. Just kidding, Kyle, but you're not going to listen to this anyway. So anyway, so here we go. So for all the viewers out there, this is not just a filler episode. We want to uh, let you know that in the future, we are going to start doing Royals podcasts. We're going to start doing Sporting KC podcasts, and then we're just going to keep continuing our beer podcasts and hopefully have some familiar faces on to interview as well. So stay tuned for all that. We are not done podcasting. We have just started. I guess why don't we officially announce this is season two reese this is season two this is season two why don't we just say it whatever all right season two i love <laughs> this it is this season is season two baby yeah get get ready for it all the laughs you have from season one are gonna be times two it's gonna be a double ipa of hey 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 this next season you Whoa. better be ready because we got something in the brew kettle and it's gonna get tapped can you please put like a cheesy laugh track like from Friends or Seinfeld laugh track on there as well? Oh, geez, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about seasons too, so this is something funny that everyone can hear. So Reese, in maybe like three or four episodes ago, he told me to watch Letter Kenny because I had liked what did I say I liked? I forgot. Even Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is funny. I didn't grow up with this. And and he was like, watch Letterkenny. So I've been watching it. And it's hilarious. It's super funny. But season two, they like take it even a step further and they take all the things that you loved in season one and then just like hype it up on on caffeine. And that's what season two of Found City Sports Media is going to be. All the things that you love. Hot Take Mono is going to be even more hot takey. Referees is going to be even more referee and Oracle of 39th Street might actually predict one thing before the end of season two. <laughs> oh, dude. 
I mean, I, 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 he could probably predicted what we're saying tonight in regards to his. <laughs> That's <oracle>. true, actually. <laughs> That's true. He definitely knows that we would he, that we would be making fun of him without him being here. Well, uh, so <laughs> Go ahead. Get, get ready, people. It's like you know, we we, we kind of you know neg on the neg while he's not here. But I gotta let you know, once we start talking some soccer in the coming months, that guy's gonna be spitting facts like if Pele and Galileo had a kid. I hope so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned on all that. We are really excited. Uh, and don't forget to like our Instagram page, Found City SM. We are almost at 100 viewers, which is, or 100 followers, which is great. So we really want to get close to there. And then keep downloading our podcast. We are now on everything, Reese, right? We're on, we're even on iHeartRadio, which I don't think we've announced on air. Why don't you speak about that a little bit? Yeah, we're proud to say we are on just about every streaming platform you can think of. I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss for words for or not on it. Just go down the list. Uh, obviously, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Android Player, Pandora, Overcast, iHeartRadio. Oh, geez, Stitcher. If it's there, we're probably there as well. So don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast streaming platform because every time you subscribe, every time that subscribe bell rings, Armando Contreras sings. Hey, I can be your hero, baby. I was going to make a beer thing, but I couldn't think of it on the spot. Sorry, everybody. We have a program at Boulevard called Being a Beer Hero. It's pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. That is pretty funny. We like we like to be so beer what is, heroes. So man. what is that? Do you just like buy beer for your friends after work or something and you're a beer hero? No, no, or not you, like for, pick up spilled beer. No, it's, it's it's more about going out and just like spreading the good word of Boulevard and being, you know, like good ambassadors Aww. to the brand. Like if someone's having a hard time at the store, you know, and it's like, what do I pick? Look at this. You pick six wall. Should I just take three Millers and a Coors? And it's like, first off, that's only four beers. Second off, let me tell you about these wonderful beers from Boulevard Brewing Company that you may have never heard of. <laughs> you know what? Fill your six with seven. Am I so when I. When I worked at Weldworks, I didn't have that program, but I did that before where I was like buying beer and the like a beer rep at the liquor store was trying to sell Weldworks to like a couple. And I was like, hey, guys, I work for Weldworks. Let me let me tell you about Weldworks because like the beers they made were outrageous. Right. It's like peanut butter, achromatic and a lot of people going into it. I have no idea what all these beer styles are. So I'm like, it is weird, but it's going to taste wonderful. I hope you just like went in there and just like stiff armed the rep from the store. I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Is this man bothering you? Hi, I'm on official Weldworks business here. How can I help direct your concerns? <laughs> just like take my like flannel shirt off and I have my Weldworks shirt underwear under it. <laughs> exactly. You just you just knock that guy right through the cardboard cutout of Tony Romo in a Corona polo. And it's just like, you know, Armando saves the day. I'd like to believe oh, it went man. down like that. That is canon. That is canon. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Tying everything together. That is referees. Let's keep tying things together, Reese. We're talking about beer. Why don't you tell us? Is there any? Is there any beer news in the in the world of beer today? Yeah. Well, first off, I bet all of you thought that that this week in craft beer was just gonna be a one-off thing. Like, haha, Reese is just messing around. What a goofball. We'll never see that again. <laughs> well, guess what? What goes around comes around. Another yeah! week. Another week in craft beer. And this week. It's an exciting time. I don't know. It's, some people get kind of mixed about this. You know, it's, it's not award show season just yet, but 
It is the USA Today Top 10 Awards. And I have to say, working at Boulevard, we're usually a mainstay for a nomination for Best Brewery Tour. We got some great tour guides. We got great facilities. It's a great experience. Once COVID's over, come on down, take a tour. I'll get you a beer. Uh, but, so here's the thing. Because those kind of categories aren't possible this year, it's more of a, uh, I don't want to say just beer-focused, but... I don't know, it's kind of down to the necessities, down to the essential workers of the beer, so to say. And uh, I combed through these categories today, and I'm happy to say that there are some familiar faces that have been nominated throughout these categories that I want to say here on Fountain City Sports Media, Armando, if I may have such audacity as to endorse some of these categories and recommend that people go out and vote these people... This is the Fountain City Sports Media Super Six Pack. Ooh, I just want to go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I just want to go through some of these categories that we have some familiar faces with. Uh, We're going to start off with Best Small Town Beer Scene, which I think is a unique category because, you know, some of these places that you never would have thought of before, you know, the middle of nowhere, Skunk Creek, all that stuff, they got some serious slobberdocker breweries out there right now. Uh, There's actually two cities that Armando and I are going to have to debate here who we want to fully endorse, Uh, but the first one... It's no surprise Breckenridge, Colorado has been nominated for Best Small Town Craft Beer Scene. Interesting. As our Colorado correspondent, Armando, what can you tell our listeners about Breckenridge, Colorado? Okay, so if you've never been to Breckenridge, it's it's really like a little more affordable... Uh, mountain town than like maybe Vale, maybe Aspen, but it, but it's still a very expensive mountain town, and it it has some of the most gorgeous views though. And not only that, but just like you said, it does have a very good beer scene as well as a distillery scene. Breckenridge Bourbon is is amazing, and off the tap, it I must say it's wonderful. So we all know about Breckenridge Brewery. Are there any other breweries of note in Breckenridge that you would recommend? Good question, Reese. I wonder. I wonder if they included Outer Range in their um, like breweries in Breckenridge because um, Outer Range is not in Breckenridge, but it is really, really close. We're talking like like 15 to 20 minutes away from Breckenridge. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering whether Frisco, Colorado is being grouped into the Breckenridge brewery scene. I, I really... I'm unsure about that. I'll have to do my research. But if so, then yeah, Outer Range is one of the best microbreweries in Colorado, if not America. So um, so yeah, that's a pretty good scene. When I look, I'm looking right now actually at some breweries and I really can't tell you that I know them, honestly, <laughs> that are like in the heart of Breckenridge other than Breckenridge Brewery. So Cliff noting the paragraph says beer lovers can grab a pint or a flight from Breckenridge Brewery or Broken Compass, soak up the mountain views from the upstairs patio at Kenosha, sip through some 64 pour your own taps at Breckenridge Poorhouse, or sample from the diverse taps at Après Handcrafted La Béchance. And that is just the tip of the iceberg. Ooh. So that's what they say for Breckenridge. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, they are currently sitting eighth in the leaderboard, it looks like. Uh, so you can go on and vote if you feel the spirit move you. But now here's the rub. There is another brew town nominated for best small town brew scene. 
Home of Toppling Goliath is Decorah, Iowa. Oh, all right. At a boy, Decorah, Iowa. Yeah, we're kind of proud of them. The, uh, you know, it's a much smaller, less known brew scene than Breckenridge, Colorado. And, you know, the paragraph kind of sums the whole thing up. It says, Topping Goliath Brewery has made a David out of the little town of Decorah after earning a reputation as one of the best breweries in the world. Beer aficionados drive hundreds of miles to snag bottles from this brewery. One release weekend brought some 4,000 beer lovers to town, which is more than half the town's population. So that obviously is going for a quality over quantity endorsement right there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and and, and you know what? the um, Their Imperial Stouts on the secondary market currently go for 300 to $400 a pop. So oh, like dude. we're we're talking that it's true Decorah Iowa particularly topping Goliath does has some of the best imperial stouts in America which for our Iowans out there you should be very proud cuz making an imperial stout is not easy and there are a ton of comp- there's a lot of competition out there for imperial stouts I mean every small brewery is able to do that you know age stuff in barrels um, and there's a, a like you know I can go on and on and name breweries like you know obviously the father of of um, Imperial Stouts Goose Island, uh, Weldworks of course. And then we have Side Project. We have you know all these other ones. So for Toppling Goliath to have secondary value for beer nerds in the like 300 plus, that's very impressive. Congratulations, Sakura. Yeah, feeling pretty about that. Also want to give a quick shout out to Pulpit Rock, which is another underplayed brewery up in Decora. Honestly, it might be the only other brewery in Decora, but I have not yet <laughs> gone there to try their stuff, but I've heard nothing but good things from people within the industry. Reese, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, what is, who's number one right now in the voting? In the voting, uh, well, I can tell you Decora is currently sitting at 13th. I said Breckenridge was at number eight, if I'm correct. Uh, yep. And number one is... Can I guess before you say? Take, take a guess. You're not going to get it. It, it it has it's some random place in North Carolina. Ah, right part of the country, wrong state. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say this say this wrong probably. Uh, it looks like Avondale Estates, Georgia. What? Yeah, I I, I honestly don't rec- uh, recognize any of these cities until I get to number six, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, or wow. Boone, Boone, North Carolina is number nine behind Breckenridge. So I was gonna say North Carolina. The North Carolina brewery scene is really popping up. So oh yeah, that's no secret. I, I wonder what. Okay, well I've heard of I've heard of Lost Dru- uh, Druid in Georgia, mm-hmm. but I I wouldn't say it's like one of the huh. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's one of the like the coveted breweries, but hey, maybe it's nice there. I don't know. Well, nothing breeds ratings like controversy, so there you go. Uh, (laughs) USA Today, baby. USA Today. Go check it out. Best small beer scene. Vote for Breckenridge, Colorado or Decorah, Iowa. Uh, Some other ones I wanted to give some quick shout outs to. Uh, the best beer city category. So the major leagues, you know, we're not playing triple A ball anymore. We're playing with the big boys. And, uh, it's funny because last week we reviewed a beer from Schlafly and showing up on the list this year is St. Louis, Missouri. Wow. You know, it's funny because I love my wife. You know, she can't drink beer. She got celiac. She's like, wow, St. Louis has got a good brew scene. I'm like, yo, I'm like, St. Louis is rolling, you know, six or seven deep for some pretty high quality breweries, at least. Not counting everyone in the city, just six or seven that are very, you know, infamous. So here's what they say about St. Louis. Large German and Irish populations. 
The city is not only home to Anheuser-Busch, the world's largest brewer, but a host of other craft breweries and pubs, the likes of Forehands, Urban Chestnut, and Schlafly. The 50 taps on 21st Brewer's Bar give beer lovers a chance to sample many local brews in one spot, while the popular Bridge Tap House and Wine Bar boasts a beer list of more than 200 labels. So it's pretty impressive because kind of like Breckenridge, they're not just saying the breweries here are great. They really are taking into account the other avenues for you to acquire beer and enjoy beer in the city of St. Louis. Yeah, and and what they what they left off there, and what we left off last week when we were talking about St. Louis is uh, is side project brewing, which is like with beer enthusiasts, it really is one of the best breweries in America. I mean, they have. Um, I was just looking right now; they have a bunch of these blended sours that are out of this world. I actually was able to try some last year when I was working um, with Weldworks because they, you know, we do projects with them or they'll send beer back and forth and some of those sours like oh my goodness that it's definitely a, a treasure trove out there uh but yeah you you would never know you would never know in st louis but for those of you that are maybe wanting to be beer nerds or looking into the craft beer scene look up side project they got some great stuff especially if you're interested in sours yeah absolutely i've heard great things about the sours and side project as well uh so there's just a few things I want to talk about before we move on to the next category. St. Louis is currently sitting at number two in the best beer wow. city category, right behind Grand Rapids and right ahead of heavyweight Asheville, North Carolina, which I believe is home to the second New Belgium campus. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You're right. Uh, some interesting cities on this list. Philadelphia. Uh, I am not familiar with the craft beer in philadelphia other than the fact that it's like the fifth biggest city in the country indianapolis is on here which uh, we got to get our friend of the podcast alex from fort wayne on here maybe he knows a bit more about the indianapolis beer scene than we do fort collins obviously bend oregon portland oregon of course of course of course so c- come check it out on here guys don't forget to hop on and vote for st louis uh friend city of the podcast to found city sports media today but before we do it is a double feature beer review for you today just like the old days in season zero that you can now hear streaming on patreon.com armando Contreras is back and he's got a beer that he's gonna review for us today armando what's sitting in your glass Yes, yes. So I actually got carried away and started drinking already just because it's nice to have a beer with my good friend, Referees. I'll drink to uh, that. I am drinking today a Dunkel from Beerstadt Lagerhouse in Denver. Oh, dude, the Beerstadt. I got to I gotta get to Colorado. I got to go there. And dude, just get you got it. Source. Oh, man. I mean, it, it, is the, it is the mecca for German beer right now. It's so good. And I'm glad they stayed open. I mean, there was a period where they... They could have closed at some point, so That's scary uh, they've of. been they've been holding because because they don't do distribution for any of their beers. They have like one liquor store in Denver that they sell to, but you have to go to the source. So I've been singing some gigs in Boulder, so I always pass by Denver, and every time I pass by, I at least get a four pack of something, the Hellas, the Pills, and now the Dunkel, which I've never reviewed on here. Um, so I'm very excited too because it, it is a wonderful beer. Right on. So. As always, popping that bad boy open, giving it a sniff. What is the aroma on the Bierstadt Dunkel? 
Oh, you're even drinking it out of the the dimpled Stein glass, I see. Yeah, no, I I got the freaking Hofbrau glass from München when Logan was in uh was in Munich. I forgot how many years ago, but uh yeah, she got this. I mean, you have you have to have a Dunkel in in the in the HB glass, you know what I mean? Dude, absolutely. HB Honey Badger. Because Dunkel is is from München. It is a a Munich uh malt. Dude, right on. Well, before I get carried away, what do you smell in that beautiful glass? So you definitely get um, chocolate notes on the on the nose. Um, you you get some sort of caramel as well. You kind of smell the malt, and the malt is a chocolatey malt, so it's kind of interrelated, of course. You even get the like roastiness of the malt on on the nose, which is wonderful. Um, you, don't smell any hop obviously it's a it's a dunkel it's a lager uh but yeah it's just it's just a wonderful like light roast coffee caramel it's wonderful um i'm gonna give it for this style it's definitely up there a 9.2 9.2 right on all right so that leads us into our next category then appearance it looks pretty from where i can see from your 720p webcam but what's it like being (laughs) face to face with that Oh man, it's it, it's wonderful, and and you definitely know it's a good dunkel when you can see through it, right? You you want a clear dunkel lager because if you have something that's too hazy, um, then it, it's not as you can say filtered or not as much of a clean beer, which is what you want in a lager, right? You don't want it to be very hazy. Of course, there's slight haze because the malt is so heavy, but it's just a beautiful see-through color. Um, you know, pretty, pretty dark on the top, lighter on the bottom. Um, this is beautiful. 9.4. Wow. Jeez. Okay. So we, we shot two and they're both over nine at this point. Oh, I mean, yeah, I have to respect the masters of what they do. I mean, this is, it's a wonderful beer. And for those of you that listen to the podcast, I, I really don't review Dunkles. It's, it's not my choice of style. You all know I love hazy IPAs. I can drink those all day. And just a traditional Pilsner. You know, those are my two favorite styles. And so I wouldn't necessarily say this is one of my favorite styles, but it, it's, it's so well done. It's, it's very good. Absolutely. All right. Well, in that case, if it looks that good and it smells that good, category three, flavor what does that beer taste like oh yeah oh woo yeah man so the malt is definitely a heavier malt in comparison to maybe like a pilsner so i get a little bit of this like chocolate heaviness it's not and 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 i i don't want to confuse that with like the taste of chocolate is not heavy but it's just kind of the flavor and the texture of the chocolate, if that makes sense. I, I might be ahead of myself on the category, but that's just what I I taste like immediately. Um, it's just this heavy chocolate um, taste. You also get a little breadcrumb, like biscuit-like flavor as well, which is really nice. And sorry, that you also get that note on the smell. Um, so it's a wonderful combination because you have the complex flavors of the malt as well of just the smooth, uh, the smooth flavor. It's a, it's, it's a nice balance. Uh, how about an 8.7 for flavor? Oh, geez. Only 8.7. This beer is slipping. All right. End of the podcast. It's <laughs> over. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I digress. So then category four, mouthfeel. You were mentioning you were getting some of that kind of like chocolate, like 
chiaroscuro of like the flavor Atta blending boy. in with the mouthfeel. Now, I assume that's going to come <laughs> from the roasted malt they put in there, but uh, going more in depth, what are you really getting out of the mouthfeel? Yeah, uh, like I said, it, it, it is heavy. It, it's heavy in comparison to other styles of lager, uh, but but it's it, it's a nice heavy, right? It's not too much. Carbonation is is kind of medium. It's not too high like you would in a pilsner, maybe some in a in a um, in a Hellas as well. So so it's medium carb as well with this mouth coating malt. Um, that is, it, it really is wonderful. Nine, just straight up nine, straight up nine. All right, straight up nine. I'm loving it. Then category number five, aftertaste. What is that thing like after you breathe out and you've had a chance to really process the flavor? Yeah, aftertaste, you, you kind of get slight, um, slight notes of coffee. You also get some prune on the back, which is nice. I, I actually like both those combinations in the malt um and, and it's a very smooth finish very smooth so those flavors are very subtle they don't come at you the carbonation is pretty much done by the time it's on the back end um so it's a very enjoyable beer and that's why it's a great style because it's it's like drinking a heavier beer but you're really just drinking a, a 5.5 percent you know five to six percent beer when you have a dunkel and it's done correctly um, so it's nice because if you like to crush a few, you know, a crushable beer, you want to have six of these guys, you can have six of them. Um, wonderful. Love it. 9.3. Oh, my gosh. Just shooting straight daggers. All right. So what's the ABV on that thing before we go to the final category? 5.5. Oh, man, that is crushable. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like, yeah, like having having a crushable like dark beer is just it, and it's not like a porter, you know, something not like not a stout. Something like lager base is really just it's wonderful. That's awesome. That's just, and, and people really need to realize that that you know you don't have to have like super heavy ten percent plus beers in order to get good flavor in a beer. It's all about the craftsmanship. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, final category BDQ. The beer stat does quite good with their beer quality. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you nailed it dude i mean every everything that i've had at beerstadt has been excellent i haven't had one bad beer at beerstadt and they and they do some heavier beers as well and kind of do these nine percent and ten percent that is not in their traditional style of this four to six percent and they all are excellent so for the style it's definitely one of the best dunkles i have ever had i mean i've had stuff from from new belgium from odell from pros you know even even our friends at uh, kc beer which do it really well but this dunkel is is one of the best dunkels i've ever had wonderful can art too it's very traditional german i'll, sh I'll let you sneak peek here reese it's like it's like you're transported back to München in the 18th century and everyone's just just singing some beautiful folk folk lieder that's an incredible label. That's super attractive. Yeah, it's super classy, super wonderful. 9.7 BDQ. Oh, my word. One of my, this is one of my favorite beers that I've ever reviewed. Jeez, somebody go back and like run the aggregate of all that stuff. It's got to be like a 9.2 for the overall average. Yeah. That, that might be the highest overall average rated beer we've had on the podcast so far. It could, it could be. I think this and the the Citra extra extra juicy bits that I had at Worlds is definitely mm. 
one of my all times. What did, did have I ever reviewed the Fan du Monde from Unibro from Canada? I think you did. I do. I do remember you doing a Canadian beer. That's also one of the yeah. The, these yeah. I mean, this is definitely a top. This is a top five beer. I I'm willing to say, dude. Heck yeah. Well, now I'm afraid to go after that because not only was that an articulate <laughs> beer review, but it was a fantastic beer. It's a double whammy. Yeah, it's a great beer. I, 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 I can't wait to see you again, referees, because I will shower you with all the all the German beer that I can. Oh, man, lay it on me. Because I've been wanting to like ship things like this to you i just feel like it'll go bad like something with like these five percenters and lower i feel like it just you just won't get the quality of it you know well i mean our friend of the podcast carlton graham from casey beer co explained that and how that's a big issue you know when it comes to getting high quality german beer over here it's just you know it's, it's not like liquid nitrogen or nitroglycerin where it's going to explode or something <laughs> like that but you got to treat those things so well because they are picky man those beers yeah are i mean really, it, it really for lagers and those those like lowest percentage of beer the best way you can have them is just straight out of the tap you know it has to be right when it's oxidized so yep. anyway let let's let's hand the baton off so now now i have the baton reese what beer are you reviewing today well, I've been meaning to get around to this, and I picked this up about a month ago, and then a couple days later, I lost my sense of taste and smell thanks to COVID. So I've got a beer from just 40 minutes down the interstate in Lawrence, Kansas, from our soon-to-be friends of the podcast, Free State Beer. I am reviewing today their Storm Chaser IPA. Oh, nice. Now, Storm, Storm Chaser is one of their flagships, right? Because I've had Storm Chaser. Yeah, I think Storm Chaser is kind of more of their everyday IPA, so to say, whereas you got Yakimania is more of their double specialty. And then you got some other things in there, too. Uh, oh, geez, why am I blanking? I can see all of the labels, but I can't remember the names of the beer. <laughs> so, I hate when that happens. <laughs> I, I know, right? I'm like, what about you, Hawk on the Bottle and Rattlesnake in the Boot? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, you're you're referring to Copperhead, I believe. Oh, and thank you, Copperhead. Yes, yes. So many great free state. Maybe Ad Astra. Well, actually, for free the one with the bird is just their standard logo. Ad Astra. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, and you know what's super funny is they actually have a dunkel out, and I was gonna review that this week, but I drank it over the weekend. <laughs> so we almost did a, almost did a double dunkel. Oh, that would have been pretty cool. Dunkel yep. dudes. All right, man. So why don't you crack that open if you haven't already and tell me that aroma on it. So aroma on this, it's piney. It's not the most dank, piney, West Coasty thing you've ever smelled. There's a little bit of sweetness in there, surprisingly. Just, just by looking at it, you wouldn't expect it. But uh, if I had my eyes closed and I gave this a sniff, I would maybe mistake it for a very uh, earthy, piney, hazy IPA. In which is not the case, but it smells very attractive. I think a little bit of the sweetness probably comes from the malt because I am picking up a little bit of malt on the nose. That being said, there's not a whole lot of uh, scent coming off of this beer, which is a okay for it. I'm just gonna give it a 7.5 on aroma. All right, pretty fair, pretty fair appearance. This is what I like about it. So this beer is a beautiful honey color and i mean that's really what it is it looks like i have a glass of like liquid honey floating in the beer i have some particles hanging out in there which uh you know i don't mind sediment in my ipa i'm not super upset by it my jimmy's ain't rustled 
the head uh the, the head actually caught me by surprise i cannot remember a more translucent looking head than this it it, it looked like uh, about an inch of the world's finest bubble wrap, if that's a way to describe it to you. <laughs> I, I see it from there. It looks nice. I like it. It's yeah. clear. Uh, so all things considered, it, it looks very attractive. You see it set down. It looks so drinkable. I'm going to give the appearance on this uh, an eight. Solid eight. All right. Yeah, I like it. It looks it looks pretty nice from here. Um, where did they have... What's the burger place out there in Lawrence? burger shack baby burger shack oh man like i think was it with you was it with you and kyle where we went um disc golf and then and then we went to burger shack and oh yeah oh yeah had was, some had some free state and some beers i mean it doesn't get any better than that man they had a great selection of beer along with the burgers but now i'm double thinking because there's a taze burger shack right down the street from where i live i can't remember if the one in lawrence is burger shack or burger stand burger stand it's okay. stand because uh kevin from the opera from lyric used to work there and i remember him always saying burger stand but anyway great burgers great beer great time it was also really epic uh disc golf game if i remember correctly dude armando like <laughs> assimilating and picking it up at a scary rapid level watch out well well so for those of you that don't know i like kyle and, and reese are very good at disc golf and i was just learning on the fly and i forgot what i did I, it was just it was luck but i just did some like crazy espn like top top 10 weird ass curve that went, went right in it was the weirdest thing i've ever done but it was fun there are no accidents <laughs> in disc golf <laughs> all right so uh, appearance is great how about the flavor oh yeah that is a nice old school ipa uh, as I mentioned, I could mistake the smell of this for a hazy IPA, but you would not mistake the taste of this for a hazy IPA in a second. It's definitely got some malt to it. Very bitter on the sides of the tongue. Uh, it is really a classic old school IPA for those of you. It's got crystal, centennial, and citra hops. You know, that's just like the three stooges of the IPAs you would take in college to the college party to impress everybody there you know be like what's that that doesn't look like high life it's like nah dog this is free state storm chaser ipa i heard ipas are bitter and i also heard this party was lame only one of those is a lie so <laughs> well while he's wearing his acdc shirt has never listened to acdc but he found it at target and it looked cool and his red skinny jeans and his checkered vans and his <laughs> stupid glasses i know a guy like that yeah i do too anyway so overall on flavor, giving it those things, it's bringing back memories. This is a nice, easy drinking IPA. You're not going to crush it. Not crushable, but it's very drinkable. So I'm going to give flavor on this a 7.9. A 7.5. Okay. Now mouthfeel. You know, it's really interesting. The, the carbonation in this is very fine, very light. Not a whole bunch of carbonation, actually, which isn't too bad. Because really, like I said, when you have these more bitter, old-school-style IPAs, they're not hard to drink. But like I said, you don't throw them back. And the only thing you don't want to do is make them more difficult to drink with, like, a whole ton of carbonation. So you got a bitter tongue. You're choking on carbs. It's like, how is it? And you're like, eh, fine. <laughs> when in reality, it's it's not fine. This one, on the other hand, is fine. Reset is at his college parties again. This ACD. Yeah, stop. I'm having a glitch in the Matrix. It's just like college Reese is coming through. No, but, but this one, 
you definitely get the bitterness in the sides of the mouth. I'm getting sort of a, uh, a weird sensation in the center of my tongue. I can't really describe right now. I don't want to say it's coating my tongue. It's, but that that's probably the COVID, actually. Nah, I'm sure that's the COVID, yeah. <laughs> you know, the COVID coating. But it's not too heavy. I have had maltier, I want to say stickier IPAs in my mouth, but this one goes down pretty smooth. Sure. I'm going to give mouthfeel on this another 7.9. Solid aftertaste. Aftertaste is where you get a lot of the vegetative qualities of the hops. Uh, a little bit of the citrus comes through, but more so, <laughs> it's like you're chewing on a bitter plant. You know, and that's what a lot of people want in these old school IPAs. I love, I love And that. I think it does a that. good job at that. And it really just, it, it's it's very thirst quenching in the way that like, I don't know, having like a, a, a green juice, you know, or like carrot juice does to you. So... I feel very connected to the earthy tones of the aftertaste on this. So I'm going to give it an 8.1. If loving pine trees is wrong, I don't want to be right. You can sing to me forever. <laughs> All right. And then last but not least, we have the bitter, dank IPA quality. Well, I'm so glad you brought up playing disc golf in Lawrence because the thing that would really suit this beer would just be grabbing a six pack and hitting the 18 holes with your buddies this is the perfect beer to do that at only 5.7 abv it's not gonna kill you the flavor is not too intense it's not gonna dehydrate you i'm gonna give bdq on this one an 8.3 Ooh, man i really miss drinking beer with like with people and like with friends it's just a whole different, you know. It's half the fun, to be honest. And, oh, man. You know, I have so much beer in my quote-unquote cellar, <coughs> bottom of my pantry, that, you know, I. <laughs> it's like I want to crack it and I want to go through it. And it's just like, but it's so much more fun when there's someone to do it with. Like, I have two different uh, styles of Leafman's Blended Sours right now. And my wife's like, why just go through that? And I'm like, well, I could, but I have nobody to talk about the differences between the two bottles with. There you go. There you go. Exactly. So be social, but be socially distant. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, and it's definitely worth waiting for, right, to have another beer with your buddy because it, it'll definitely mean more when you're not worried about them having COVID. Can't enjoy beer with your buddy if neither of you can taste permanently. <laughs> Don't be dumb. Amen. Amen. today because i know you're going to be listening tomorrow so let's get back to the usa today right now so we've gone through the two categories so far we got some friends in there we got st louis representing the best beer city and we have breckenridge and decor representing the best small town beer scene now there's two more categories that caught my eye on here and uh i'm gonna start with the best beer bar now Kyle, I know you're listening to this, and I know you already know the answer. I don't have to say anything more, and because I called you out on this, you know what the answer is. Ladies and gentlemen of Fountain City Sports Media, from Des Moines, Iowa, we have L Bait Shop. Did you get a chance to go to this wonderful place while you were doing DMMO Opera a couple summers ago? 
not only did I go to El Bait Shop, but I also had a spam sandwich at El Bait Shop. Oh, heck yes. Which is like, that's like their number one thing, right? El Bait Shop spam. It was like a spam sandwich thing. It was wonderful. And yeah, they had maybe, I don't know, like 20 beers on tap. I forgot what I had. It must have been Toppling Goliath that I had. Um, but anyway. Yeah, hell yeah. Where where are they ranked? Where's El Bait Shop ranked? El Bait Shop is currently sitting at 12th. And, you know... That's great. And, you know, it, it's not too bad. I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, I think it could do higher because, people, I have been to a lot of beer bars. Armando's been to a lot of beer bars. Let me just try and paint a picture for you right here. They have a tap handle selection that would make the biggest brewery in the world blush. I don't know exactly how many they have on tap off the top of my head, but I mean, th put a number in your head. Don't just double that, but probably triple it. It's incredible. The vibe in that place is very much like your favorite hometown dive bar, but instead of serving like well Jack and Cokes, they serve fantastic beers. And the atmosphere is great. And the people there are great. And it's just a wonderful experience that I cannot encourage you to go out and vote for more than I am right now. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, every weekend that I had time off, I surprisingly had a lot of time off when I was in Indianola singing with uh, Des Moines. Opera. So for those of you that don't know, Des Moines Metro Opera is actually based in Indianola. Um, so that's where I lived for a couple months. But at least once a week, I would go up to Des Moines and I would go to Elbite Shop. I'd go to the the uh, German brewery or not brewery, sorry, but the but the brew house or whatever it's called. Um, and then there's another one that I went to. But yeah, I mean, it's a really great scene down there for I mean, I'm not from Des Moines, I but I was pleasantly surprised and would love to go back and have a good time. Yeah, guys, don't sleep on Des Moines. Des Moines is a really cool place. Shout out East Village. Uh, one more quick shout out I want to give while we're talking about El Bait Shop. So there's a hometown bar back in my uh, hometown of Cedar Falls. It's called The Octopus. And if you go in there, you're going to be just like bombarded with PBR merch, just like hanging from everywhere. PBR clocks. They have a custom PBR tap handle for The Octopus. PBR came in and painted a mural on the back of the building because this place sells so much PBR. It really is cool. And he was like, where are you going with this, Reese? Quit waxing poetic about your favorite hometown hipster bar. But here's well, the thing. if you watch Letter Kenny, that's actually based on Cedar Falls. It's basically based <laughs> on Cedar Falls. Uh, no. So what I'm getting at with this is that Octopus sold the second most PBR in the state by volume, closely behind El Bait Shop, which, wow. I mean, to give you an idea, you're like, so what? One bar sold about as much beer as another bar. This is like saying Liberty High School sold the second most Nathan's hot dogs in a stadium in the state outside of Arrowhead. You know, that's that's kind of the comparison <laughs> we're making here by size. That's so true. So, that's, that's a good comparison. It's a big deal. Yeah. Congratulations, Octopus. Congratulations, Octopus. Uh, congratulations, El Bait Shop, for getting nominated for Best Beer Bar. Now, there's only one more category on here I want to bring up today, and I think it's well worth it. As I know, our dear friend Kyle would have guessed El Bait Shop when I mentioned a nomination and Best Beer Bar. Armando, there's a nomination for Best Beer Label on here that should be very familiar to us all. I'm going to let you guess. Can you think... Of what beer label may have been nominated for best beer label of 2020? Tank 7? No, no. Tank 7's an oldie <laughs> but a goodie. I love it. Yeah, it's like it, it's like the McDonald's arches, but in a good way. It, that's a great 
That's a great way to describe it. Tank Seven <laughs> labels McDonald's arches. No, this one's gonna hit a little bit, a little bit closer to home. I'll give you a hint. It's not a brewery I work at. It's not a brewery you work at. But it is a beer that we reviewed on this podcast, proving that someone on this show has very good taste. Wow. Okay. So this is this is purely can art, right? This is purely. Uh, I think it's okay. technically a favorite beer label, which sounds okay. like I don't know a music organization that makes beers but whatever mm, oh man the best ones i mean could it, is it a beer from outer range it is not a beer from outer range is it is it the 2021 with the two skeletons it is f 2020 from no abomination way. brewing nominated no for best beer label of 2020 i'm gonna okay just shout out to us i'm super proud of us for like we we probably spent more time talking about the beer label than I mean we did talk about the beer, but the fact that like we caught on to that out of all the beers ever made in 2020, we we got something good, baby. Found City Sports Media, we know our. Sh- and if I'm gonna be honest, I think Armando described the art and painted a more vivid picture of it in the paragraph for its nomination. Oh does. gosh, from USA Today. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just want to say it's currently sitting at fourth in the best beer labels. Uh, what's it behind? It's solid. Is it something from Great Notion? Because Great Notion has great can art. Um, I don't see Great Notion on here. It is currently behind uh, third place, Prague Underground by City Built. Two, hmm. See for Yourself by Vitamin C, like S-E-A, brewing. And number one, You're Fired, Call to Arms Brewing Company. Oh, yeah, Call to Arms. That's here in Denver. Oh, is it really? That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. I have not been to Call to Arms, though. I should go. You know, I, I disagree with the top three. I think uh, F2020 was a better label. F2020 is really good. Yeah, that was a great label. Also, shout out to my uh, beer provider in the back of the liquor store. Really? Oh, yeah. My, my my buddy from Coltrane Liquor here in Colorado Springs. Plot twist. He's one of the dudes that like is the panel that made up the USA Today. <laughs> well, I mean, I I I I must say, like, there at at Coltrane here in Colorado Springs, they have really good taste, and they are able to extract these beers probably from like a. I don't know, from a distribution site or something, but they, yeah, they get some great beers from all over the place. So yeah, great. I'm looking forward to getting more single cans from them. Well, that's about all I want to talk about for uh, This Week in Craft Beer, which was the USA Today Top 10 nominations. I just want to run these down really quick. Just a reminder to go out. You can vote once a day on these, and I strongly recommend you do. These are all very, very worthy candidates. Best beer scene, vote for the city of St. Louis. The best small town beer scene, cast your vote for Breckenridge, Colorado or Decorah, Iowa. Favorite beer label, give that vote to F2020 by Abomination Brewing. And last but not least, best beer bar, please vote for L. Bait Shop in Des Moines, Iowa. This has been the Fountain City Sports Media Super Six Pack. Nice. And I. Oh my gosh, I hear the music starting. We got to give a quick shout out to Patrick Mahomes and his fiance, Brittany Lynn, who just had their first child, little baby Sterling. And she's gorgeous. Sterling Sky Mahomes, congratulations for being the first female to win a Super Bowl in 20 years. Oracle, book it. 
We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Fountain City Sports Media. This podcast is brought to you by listener support, so consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash FCSM. There you'll find premium content, including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Fountain City SM to get updates on the podcast, sports, and of course, the goings-on in the beer industry. Special thanks to bands Carswell and Hope and Like a Tiger for providing our intro and outro themes. And as always, I'm Reese, and alongside my good friend Armando, we thank you for tuning in to Fountain City Sports Media. <laughs>